Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to our, it's the second, second one, episode. second episode of uh, our podcast on the couch. Woo! <laughs> You're so excited about <laughs> me. <aren't you? laughs> um, so today we are responding to the uh, requests of our audience, talking about um problems in teenage sport and teenage growing up uh we, people get knee issues etc etc um so we have with us you, some of you might not know but um tom our resident sports therapist is also an ex-professional footballer so we thought he would be perfect to talk about um the issues because unfortunately you don't play football anymore tom, my, do you? no my um all got cut a bit short um Due to, well, not, due, us, not due to injury. Go on. Tell us a bit about where you started. So, what's your what's your career look like? So, footballing wise, I was signed for Southampton at the age of, I think it was six. Wow, but That's early. But they wouldn't. You couldn't play any games until you were seven, I believe. So you kind of have a year of. So was that a coach? Was that a, a scout? That yeah. So I was at a tournament. I was actually just down the road in Castle Coombe. I was at the Castle Coombe tournament, and I remember the day. I can't remember many things in the past, but there's there's this. I believe it or not, I can remember the day quite quite well. Castle Coombe tournament. Is that Castle Coombe Colts? Yep. Woo! Um, and the scout Rod Ruddock was wasn't actually looking for someone of my age. He was actually looking for some someone a bit older. But he was walking back to the car and he saw me score a goal. Um, and it was quite. Without blowing my own trumpet, it was quite a good goal. Quite a good, I basically ran the length of the football pitch. Now, it was only a football... It was a, it's a five, yeah. five-a-side, six-a-side tournament sort of thing. So it was only a small pitch. Um, I think I caught his eye. Um, and back in them days, the tournaments, it, you'd score a goal and then the other team would kick off just like you would yes. in normal football. But you wouldn't kick off normally. Most most teams would have a shot. At that. What, from the midst Straight away, yeah, yeah. straight away. Well, at six you do, don't you? Yeah. Um, Why not? But, we, but like our, watching bees go our team was quite good at it. We scored a lot of goals from that, actually. Um, <laughs> well, if uh, no one's standing in the way, you've got quite a good, yeah, idea, good, good they, idea. Um, they took cent- They took their kickoff. They took centre. They had a shot. Our goalkeeper caught it. I come running back. I picked up the ball and I scored exactly the same goal. <laughs> um, and then he asked them. He asked the coach who, who was who was I. Who was my parents? Spoke to my parents. I ended up going down to um, Bath University. Uh, for a trial basically professional clubs if you sp- go through their centre of excellence their academy you have an hour I think it's an hour and a half travel distance so you can't travel any further right. an hour and yeah. a half yeah. because again we're talking about the welfare they don't want children cra- travelling that far for, yeah. it's brilliant now basically geographically where Southampton is doesn't leave their catchment oh, area very okay. big so they had a centre in Bath I think that's still the same isn't they it? do yeah. still have their centre in Bath um, which allows them getting people from South Wales um, and other places mm. um, in the area. So, for example, when I was at Southampton, we had Gareth Bell. Yeah, one, of course. One, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Was there? Um, who else gone on to do things? Nathan Dyer. Um, he was. He played for Leicester. He was in the Leicester squad when they went and won the Premier League. Um, so they all come from this from centre small, because yeah. we wouldn't have been able to get down to the Southampton side. Sure. So, was so you joined Southampton. So Southampton for seven years. Yeah. Um, then I went to Swindon at 14, played a game, my first, I had a trial game, which was for the under 18. So these people are 16, 17. Okay. And I was 14. Wow. Um, I think I played half an were you, hour. Were you quite tall or 
I don't think I don't think okay. I've got any taller since then. Really, <laughs> you were taller. Uh, I think I've got the same frame. Um, I played half an hour for the under 18s, okay. and I got taken off and said, "We want to offer you something." So, Amazing. I, so that was kind of where I went from there. I think, and then I went inside my apprenticeship at Swindon, signed a professional contract, all in the same time as I was representing so when, Wales as well. When did your knee issues start to? Fourteen. Fourteen. Tore wow. my cartilage when I was fourteen. Um, can't knock the physios okay. that I dealt and the doctors I dealt with through Swindon. Yeah. Um, in the sense of I was fourteen. I wasn't part of their youth team. I wasn't part of their reserve squad. I wasn't part of the first team. So you weren't squad. making them any money. No, but they would still go out their way to help me and things like that. Yeah. Um, still had my surgery done on the NHS, okay. but they didn't push it through. They got me the scans and things like that. So can't knock the care from that side. Mm. 14 years old, you think if that happens, knowing what we know now, yeah. it, it could show that you could be prone to it. So when so I don't feel like they then supported me enough Okay. In that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I don't think they support. So some of the one of the things that we have a slight issue with sometimes here is um the, like the warm ups and things like that. So did you feel like at the time the warm ups were sufficient and the, like the preparation oh, for when when you're in the centre of excellence and I'm not just saying Swindon, I'm just I'm talking about jet football general mm. in general. So you could be at people know the area it could be at Melksham Town down the road you could be at Chippenham Town or Chippenham, or Chippenham United or whatever it is nowadays Chippenham United I don't know <laughs> <laughs> shows how long I've, I'm out of touch now um, the warm up when you are 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 probably it's a bit like a Sunday league warm up you sit in the car uh, or, you warm, or, yeah, yeah. or you go out and you just smash balls into the goal yeah. because you're kids yeah. in the, I think there's a misconception of you made rubber you made a stretchy stuff yeah, yeah. rubber you don't need to warm up no but also i mean this is and, and this is one of the things we were going to talk about going forwards is that the uh the, the rate of growth at that stage i mean you think about the testosterone that's going through for for boys for girls obviously they they develop a little bit earlier but that is like a key point at which young lads particularly are starting to develop at a, quite a rapid rate a absolutely and i do think it, it Another factor is the person's ability against the the standard that they're playing in. Okay. So do you mean the, the, so, the actual So, so for child's... example, if you've got a child that is exceptional and yeah. they don't really... Their work rate probably goes up to about 60% because the ability is not matching them. Sure, okay. Do they need to do a warm... Yes, they still need to do a warm-up. Yeah. Do they feel like they need to do a warm-up based on... The energy what, that they're, they're going to use. So it's a bit like asking Mo Farah to uh, do a hundred meter sprint, or, or you know, or, yeah, do, yeah. or a ten mile rather, do a ten mile. He'd be all right running with the Chippenham Harriers in the nice. You know, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. But but, he, he, but then when he's trying to set Olympic records, records and world records, yeah. he would do the. You yeah. prepare properly, and I sure. don't. And I think if you look, you can take that analogy and put it into any walks of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going into a meeting. If you're going, in, if you're a you've got a master's in X, Y, and Z, and you're going into a nursery, you're not mm. going to prepare properly. You're no. not going to prepare, you're going are you? Give you're a just lecture go, in university. You're just, you're just yeah. going to go off the top of yeah. your head. Now, if you're going now, you've got this master's, you've got this degree, or or whatever, and you're going in to now teach, mm. you're going to prepare properly because... So, based on that then, I mean, most kids that we see on, uh, you know, normal kids are not, in the nicest possible way, again, not going to have 
the level of excellence that the indiv- you know those few individuals, the Gareth Bales, the David Beckhams, come through. They're one in a million, aren't they? So the vast majority of kids are going to need to warm up and, and, and going to look after themselves in a particular type of way. And I suppose that's who we're really I think talking about. From my experience now, and I probably didn't listen to certain people because I was thinking, what, what on earth do you know? doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're doing, if you're going to exert your body in one way, shape, or form, whether it's your physical or mental, you need to prepare properly. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're going into work. You wouldn't go into well. Some people do go into work, <laughs> yeah, come over, but you wouldn't. You no. you would think twice about it, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. You would make sure that okay. Preparation. I am hungover, but <laughs> we don't do that here. Um, <laughs> but you're going to make sure you're hydrated. Drink. You're going to make sure you've got your food and things yeah. like that. That is a different preparation. Mm. And so that's, again, you know, that is a really good point, actually, that it's not just about the 10 minutes before. We often talk about, um, you know, the nutrition side of things. And I think particularly I see a lot of ballet dancers, for example, young girls who are, you know, they're probably training, I don't know, 10, 15 hours a week. It's like a part-time job. Uh, and making sure that they are properly fueled. Because from my point of view, looking at kids, and again, I'm interested to hear what you've got to say about the recovery and the recovery oh. from exercise. So I, th- I think a lot of my issues happened from, and, I, and I, it sounds like I'm chucking them under the bus, from when I was when I would then sign for Swindon. So I was 14, I'd play my own age group of the under 15s on a Sunday. Our, no, I play up an age group, so I play for my own age group on a Sunday under under sixteens, effectively. Mm. I sometimes then play for the under eighteens on a Saturday, mm. so I play Saturday yeah, yeah, Sunday, yeah. ninety minute time. games. Um, I was one of the youngest people to play for Swindon Reserves at fourteen. I remember there was a couple of weeks where I play on the Tuesday. Tu- I'd get taken out of school on a Tuesday to play football with men. Yeah. So it's not even a, it's not even kids Kicking with men yeah, yeah. on a Tuesday. Then I'll go to school. Then Probably I'd, do PE at school. Then I'd play on a Saturday <laughs> with under-18s, which for me were like men. Yeah. And I think, we had a discussion before this, we're looking, you, you look at Americans, 18-year-olds yeah. aren't 18-year-olds, no, they no, are no. full-grown men. Um, and I think when you get into professional sport full-time, it's from the age of 16, you're in the gym, you're eating right, your, nutrition, your nutrition's right, mm. you're, you are on legal supplements yeah <laughs> you're on things to put so these 16 year olds 17 18 oh, year olds are not no. the same 16 17 year olds that you see on the street no. they are nearly men so yeah. i was playing football with men on a tuesday football with men on a saturday then playing in my own age group on a sunday mm. my so recovery, recovery how are you going to recover on a on a monday you've got 24 hours to recover between playing two two hun- games 180 minutes of football and then and the warm up and the de- well, cool down and all the other things and, and that's the thing isn't and it? being Nutrition. 14 years old I feel like I felt like I had a point to prove which I, th- I do think I believe that I'm 14 I'm playing in the that's playing like in a lot of lads isn't it is it like anything so you dare I say you'd put that extra effort in you'd yeah. run that extra 10 yards yeah, yeah, yeah. you would be the first of the ball yeah. grit your teeth and go in for that tackle and try yeah. and hitting someone in the nice, nicest way <laughs> as hard as you could to win the ball because you're 14 and that person's 17 who's been in the gym all the time yeah, yeah, so yeah. you use a lot more energy I think if so I was playing Sunday League what, I could what, play what I could probably play three games of a Sunday League based on based on your ability, my ability and yeah. sort of the energy used so what would your advice be today then what would you do if if we've got people listening today who've got boys who are possibly and girls who are maybe not football but not uh, but you know other things rugby maybe ballet that they would what how would you prepare them first and then how would you recover them so what would you suggest so going back a step it's very difficult 
to prepare them correctly because if they are being asked to play in two teams, three teams, they're not going to want to say no because no. they think they the, don't want to let anyone down. The, the child and the parents think it might be detrimental to their possible future in sure. rugby sport, like that. So they're never going to say no. Grow a pair and say no. Okay. Because they want you. Because it's easier for them. For this short space yeah, of window. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They don't care what you're like. Have I heard from anyone who has managed me at a high level yeah. since leaving the game at 21? No. Okay. They don't care. Once you're gone, you're gone. Yeah. For, we use sport. I don't know enough about uh, the lifetime in dance and things like that. But mm. you look at rugby. It's rugby, football, very... American football, things like that. Your career is such a short yeah. space of time. Absolutely. Let's make that as long as you can. Now, if that means you saving your body and not playing four games a week, mm. you, you might only play two games mm. a week. You, you, you're going to probably have to play more than anyone else. But if it's you a can really reduce... hard one to say that, though, isn't it? it is of course really... it is, because people are going to think it's going to stop guess... their future. And also, the kids love it. You know, how many... We have the kids in here who, particularly, you know, like I say, my, my experience is mainly with ballet dancers, and they absolutely love ballet. They live and breathe it. And so then to say actually no you can't don't go tonight because the train you know you haven't trained you haven't recovered properly and so that is quite a hard thing as a parent to oh. say and as also as a child like i said i don't know enough enough about ballet so please no one, <laughs> no one come for me but normally from my understanding they're in the same class they're in the same yeah. group they're in the same venue so yeah. you're going to have the same person teaching you so they can change the, the volume and yes. the intensity so, of yeah, training for sure. so for something like dance and also it's a social it, thing it, as well. It, isn't it is a fact of I'm speaking it from a football point of view where you might have little Johnny plays for county, plays for the school yeah, team, yeah, plays yeah, for yeah, a yeah. club team. And they're being asked by six different people or four, to be three different people. Be in yeah, different yeah, places, yeah. different times and things like that. Yeah. So I'm seeing it from that point of view. Okay. Um, but let's give them some give some tips then. So what would you say if um, you know, little Johnny is gonna play on a Tuesday, Saturday and Sunday? Okay, he can't get out of it this week. He doesn't always do it. But what could he do on a Monday then to try and recover a bit from the Sunday um, and be ready? I'm a big fan of active recovery. Okay. Active recovery. So if that means... um, But he needs to eat properly, obviously. Diet diet is is spot on. Now, one thing that when I I was playing football, after a game, you eat what you want. Oh, wow. Eat what you want. (laughs) Excellent. McDonald's. Yes. You just you just get just getting something in you. <laughs> I I remember times we'd be on a bus and we'd stop at, we'd, all of a sudden we le- we leave a football ground and we'd pull over and it's like where are we? And, and someone someone comes on someone comes on the bus with thirty pizzas. They've gone to Domino's or Pizza Hut or uh, there are other people pizza yeah, providers the, out the, there. The... <laughs> um, but but they'll they'll come onto a bus and they've just got they can't carry enough pizza no. boxes. So but you eat the... just to get something in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from then on, right, you've got a game Protein. Tuesday. Right, now you've got to start doing everything properly. You've, yeah. got, you've, got, you've got to make sure you're getting your, your, your diet split. You've got to make sure you're hydrated. You've got a game on a Tuesday. It's a Saturday. You're not drinking alcohol. Now, that's for adults. Children shouldn't yeah. have that problem anyway. But <laughs> no. you, even, you're like, game's three days ago. Yeah, Freeze yeah, yeah. But it's, it, it it's still takes on. that time. Yeah. So diet is, in, is massive. Hydration getting them salts back in you now whether that is through food whether that is bathing in epsom salts i'm a big believer of that yeah um active recovery so if you play on a saturday or sunday the day after go on an exercise bike you don't have to you don't just have to spin you don't in have your to, legs yeah just just get yeah. all that stuff moving 
out your, out your system. Sleeping well, make See, sure you're sleeping. Well, if you work hard enough, you shouldn't have a problem sleeping anyway. Yeah, but uh, some, you know, the kids might come back and go on the Xbox for a bit or PlayStation, whichever is your... Oh, um, uh, yeah. And I, then just to make just making sure they're getting the good eight I, hours. I, I would say, depending on how quick the turnaround is, so for example, I keep going back to football because that's what I kind yeah, of yeah. know. Um, and training at school level isn't as intense as it is being full-time. If you play on a Sunday... Sunday lunchtime, yes, you might you might go for a McDonald's after to celebrate a win or, or, or whatever. Play a little bit of PlayStation, Xbox, GameCube, I don't know. Sega Mega Drive, whatever, <laughs> whatever you've got. Oh, I don't think that's it anymore, <laughs> Tom. Um, <laughs> for a couple of hours. And then you start... And then if you've got a game in the midweek for County, then you start focusing. So, yes, you, you can have a year of downtime, but then you're focused again on yeah. the next thing. So yeah. you're making sure that your preparation is right. Fail to prepare... Prepared to fail. fail. Good, good one. So, um, if we talk about then general uh, problems, um, obviously, some people. One of our <laughs> interesting fact is one of our most um, googled things on our website is Oscar Slatters. Well, who's Os- Oscar? <laughs> no, I, I, I should laugh. Know. I should laugh. It's Osgood Slatters, which is a condition on the knee, which a lot of people really worry about, don't they? I had it. Did you? Yeah. So, and what do you want to tell us a little bit about how that presents itself and um, what people could look out for? Well, that's the problem, I think, <laughs> because sometimes there are no visible. When I had it in one knee, I had no visible symptoms. Right. Um, tendon, massive tenderness. So it's just so just below the kneecap. Um, so if you were to bend your knees, most people have got a little lump there little, anyway. Yeah, yeah. That is where it is. Right. And so um, pain in the knee. Oh uh, my. The one, believe it or not, the one that had no visible signs was the one that hurt the most. Oh, funny. And the one that I had a big lump on wasn't painful. And that I've, comes around through the bones growing at a different rate yeah. of the tissues and then being overly exercised at that. It's that sort of um, perfect storm, I suppose. Yeah, well. so I, I, put it in, I put it in the same sort of analogy of you've got a pair of shoes that are a size six, but you're a size seven. So you're running, the shoe like your feet are gonna hurt, but the shoe can't handle it. No, sort sure. of thing. Yeah, so they're just You gotta wait until payday until you can get a size seven. So you yeah. then gotta wait for time and things yeah. like that until everything can kind of grows out. Otherwise mm. you think of the seams of your trainers as the joints. Yeah. It's gonna be putting a lot of stress on the joints. It's a good analogy that, like that. Very um, good. How can you help it? Well, I found ice was wonderful. Yeah. Um but not everybody's got it, I suppose. That's no. the thing. A lot of people And some people will have it, it and not know that it... really know they've got yeah. it. They just have a sore knee for a couple of days and then after that it might go. Yeah. I do find it that it does corrins- correlate? Coincide? Coincide. <laughs> coincide. We got there eventually. Coincide <laughs> with active children. Yeah. Or and, and excessively, the, and active. the flip side to that, children that aren't very active yeah. that then have to go and do PE, so or, they go yeah, from yeah. not very their yeah. activity being very very low to very intense. Mm. So it's kind of, I find that if you've got a healthy balance of being active and this is the resting. thing, this is what we're saying, isn't it? I mean, in an ideal world, my um, sort of mantra is that people shouldn't do, or children probably shouldn't do more than about an hour and a half of any one particular exercise. If you were looking for a balance, now. Mo Farah was never going to be Mo Farah for doing an hour and a half of no. uh, of running a week, but if for sort of, you know, your average Joe child, and that sounds really, <laughs> you know, we all think our children are wonderful and gifted, um, but if they are, and if they show a pre, uh, a, 
sort of a, a massive interest in one particular sport it is difficult to kind of move it around but it's the whole cross training thing again isn't it maybe try and add in some other things so, so they do love running or they do love football or they do love something maybe just try and it's exactly that it's, like, it's, swimming it's, it's, it's repetitive or, movements isn't yeah. it sort of thing so if you, if your child loves running great fantastic let them run yeah and also again once let it, them recover as well yeah and once it starts to get to a certain level my other piece of advice would be to um uh, to try and find a coach or somebody who knows a bit more about the situation or a sports therapist get them in for sort of maintenance stuff just keep an eye on them really. I, I think with children we always think where they're made of stretch stuff and rubber they are if they're looked after Mm. So, for example, I, I do think that if someone is presenting these sort of joint pains and they are growing pains, um, let's not let's not dress it up to be something bigger and clever than what it is. They are effectively they it's, are it's growing. It's unlikely pains. to be a massive issue, I suppose, isn't it? Speak generally? to someone, and I do think that a treatment from a massage therapist, a sports therapist, once every three months for a child yeah. is is enough. Now, an adult is a bit different, sort of thing, because of movement and things like. That. A child, let's face it, they, they should be outside running around and yeah, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Adults, and they do recover quicker. Adults, they... we've got jobs. Yeah. A lot of jobs <laughs> sat behind a desk. So they're doing must, what we should be doing. So, that, so yeah. they're not. So really, adults can learn something from children. But the flip children can learn something from adults about just slowing down sometimes yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, as, as we say, it's good for... Obviously, exercise is great for kids. Not every, not all kids love exercise, ultimately. My daughter's not particularly into... Um, I mean, she'll do it, but she's <laughs> she's not a, a lover of sport. And so then encouraging... Because there's going to be kids out there who do have um, knee problems that aren't necessarily particularly active... Uh, but, and so they can just be, I would say that normally comes down to growing pains or you know the rate of growth of tissues no tissue is going to grow you know muscles and bones aren't going to grow exactly the right Th- rate think, and, think of your grass yeah think of your grass prime example not every blade of grass don't ask me how I know this <laughs> not every blade of grass will grow at the same length no and it, okay people say oh it's sunlight and things like that but it's the same with your body your body's absorbing certain goodness from muscle yeah. uh, from food, food. And, and water and other um, supplements that they may be having and things mm. like that. Not everything's going to grow exactly the same, yeah. the same speed. Um, That's great. So I think um, probably to sum up, uh, if you're worried, then ask. Uh, if, maybe, if, maybe if in doubt, ring. Yeah, but also you know the coach. Coaches are great. Sometimes um, they know a lot, and some. The other thing we were going to talk about actually was the fact that. Um, coaches are there to get the best out of you and they don't always think about i know my coach for example um my, i've got a powerlifting coach and he won't mind me saying that he you know he, he wants me he doesn't want me to be injured but also they, he wants to try and get the best out of me so they will push you a little bit further a therapist tends to come at it from a slightly different angle and we be, tend to be a little bit more cautious so between the two it's probably quite a good a balance to be but i think there's some amazing coaches out there for children and in young and young sport but i also think there's some horrendous ones out mm. there because well, in every walk of life uh, isn't yeah it? but also it's you look at some sporting careers and i know we go on back onto the sport aspect of it but that's because that's the side i know some sports are very very short in career american mm. football rugby it only takes one thing for your career to end now if your body's if your body's not functioning 100 percent because you are recovering from an injury or something the risk of injury increases. Your coach doesn't think about that. No. You, you fit, yep, okay, out you go. 
Well, they've got so you're not the only person that they're thinking about. They're, I suppose they're, they've got a whole team to coach you. I whole... think if you haven't watched it already, go and watch Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. I think <laughs> on Netflix that is a great understanding of sort of an extreme, someone. Isn't someone it? has their worth, yeah, and people kind of overlook it. Exploit. Whether it's exploit it, is that? Uh, do do I don't it? think. No, I think. It, it basically to sum it up is a is American footballer who signs a forty million dollar contract two weeks before he goes and kills someone. It's bonkers. <laughs> then it's he goes and plays, and then he kills someone else. Yeah. But he, it, they, it's all because of his mental state. Yeah. Now in that sort of industry, they will be having scans regularly on their head. Yeah. For concussion, on their joints, that would have shown up. But yeah. Because the value of him outshines the 40 million he mm. probably brings into that cl- that organized and they they call themselves an organization not yeah, a club yeah, an organization yeah. well it's yeah. he'll probably bring in 500 million and he's only getting paid 400 million yeah, exactly. so he's bringing so much wealth in they can't say oh no you should have this off because it's the it's future of the much. club it, yeah. is too much and, and i do we understand- find that's the same on children as well <laughs> we do understand though we've got some coaches out there who um who will be listening and we totally understand that you give your heart and soul oh to- especially 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 the ones that volunteer as oh well. god it's incredible don't i don't want to make it sound <laughs> like i'm bashing i'm <laughs> bashing people bashing and things like that um but it is, it is worth, you know, there are, it, it's a different industry, isn't it, as well? And at one end of the scale, you're going to have one thing. And at one end of the other scale, you're going to have the volunteers who put their heart and soul but who, into but, everything. But will listen to the child the and things like exactly, that. And, yeah. okay, you're not 100%. No actually, worries, no worries, my, little Timmy. Like, don't play this week. And in my experience, the grassroots stuff is far and ahead above what it becomes when it becomes professional sport. So the grassroots football that I've ever experienced has been, you know, respectful and uh, the kids are polite and the coaches are bloody amazing and they care and they're up and they're, you know, they're mowing the grass and they're doing the lines in and they're, you know, they're taking the kids on outings and then <laughs> then you go to the other end of the scale where it's, it's a, a bit It's different a business, isn't it's a business. it? And it's... So we understand that there's highs and lows. So we just wanted to cover a bit of what um, what we what we know about childhood sport. We, we'll summarize, probably... summarize again? Shall we summarise? <laughs> So basically, <laughs> make sure uh, nutrition is, is a factor, recovery is a massive factor. Yeah. Um, if in doubt, get some advice on, on... And don't be, don't be afraid to ask for a second opinion. Yeah, because some people, are, we have you know, different opinions. Um, understanding that, um, that children grow at different rates and, uh, and, and tissues grow at different rates. Um, but active kids is great. Keeping a balance is also great. People are great. Yeah, we love that. Anyway, um, do keep your requests coming because we love to hear and we'll talk about stuff. Uh, we're going to get some other members of the team in, I think, because people might be bored of hearing us now. I think. Hopefully I can stop bashing people as well. <laughs> so We'll get sued. We've got, have we got a law, law team? I think we, should... <laughs> we might have to get one soon. <laughs> right. Uh, cheers, kids. Bye. Bye-bye.